Hi Dwani good evening and welcome to the Wisdom of Wednesday's podcast uh very happy to have you here so how are you today what's up first of all thank you so much sumit for having me on Wisdom of Wednesday i kind of a truth moment i've been waiting for this podcast of ours to happen i was very nice. intrigued after you <laughs> sent me your spotify link i went through it the oh seriously very first day itself uh yeah a quick note about me i'm a very huge content person so that day i was like oh yes i have a new thing now yeah. to go <laughs> over so anyway i am very happy to be here um i am a ux designer researcher by profession and nice Yeah, I'm good. Life's been good. Not gonna jinx it. And it's okay, a good Monday. Touch wood. <laughs> touch wood. Yeah. Touch wood. Right. All right. So I actually uh, I don't have anything prepared for this particular podcast, but um, I had written down a note in my phone. Hmm. And I would love to like bring that subject out because I think it's a good starter point. um this is sometime that i wrote when i was traveling in a car and i had nothing to do and uh, i actually don't look at phones in the car but then something struck me and i had to write it down that's how i wrote it so it just says that like stop thinking about how other people view the same problem at hand like you might have a similar problem like somebody else but then stop viewing it from what they are they might think of what your problem is you only know what your problem is right mm-hmm. but yeah. we try to make it such a big thing because we are like maybe that person is also like that person or a group of people are also how will they view it oh this guy sumit is in trouble with the like xyz shit he's going to really be able to handle it and everything so all of us could do a little great with like little empathy all habits are informed with little empathy ask that question to someone who does things without knowing how it's affecting people around them like when we talk about empathy like if we start empathizing with even the little little things we automatically see that our environment also around us um we walk more carefully we talk more carefully and we are conscious about these things so i just want to know like your take on this what do you think this kind of hits home for me because being a person with chronic health condition i don't call it a chronic illness i always say i have a chronic health condition okay and that was also a very first lesson in empathy for me because okay. when i got my diagnosis i had this phase where i was thinking what are the other people going to think about me now right because this is going to be my identity i'm going to be that girl with diabetes in school okay. hmm. and coming from you know a small city in india you know how the things get uh, it, it's like oh you get tagged so quick yeah. even though it's not an actual thing it's just a perception of people right. of you yeah so my dad is also a type 1 diabetic okay he from the very first day he told me this and he actually taught me this that you are what 
you will let other people see yourself as so that if is you powerful. yes that if hits. you if yeah, yeah if you tag yourself and if you see yourself as that girl you are going to be that girl so don't be that girl you want to live your life you live your life you want to do bungee jumping go to bungee jumping be careful but do but bungee do jumping because you want to do it yeah don't let others fears and perceptions be your identity right so that kind of struck with me and i have been mindful of other people more than ever after it okay and also one of the things that my sister went through with her um struggles and challenges as a person um i became more aware of how this particular phenomenon works mm. that you know some people's problems are bigger than what you perceive yeah so you don't need to demean them you don't need to make a mountain out of a molehill but just you know empathize yeah. with them do yeah. not sympathize with them empathize yeah. with them yeah so i do take this into my work ethic as well okay. when i'm trying to like work out a user's frustration needs and that is one of our biggest yeah uh, that yes. is one of our biggest tool as Tools, a ux as designer UX. yeah so i always try to see a way or try to chart out some form of process where i can see okay am i patronizing this user or this particular demographic of people who are really in need of help hmm. am i trying to be that oh you know you just need a fancy new feature let's just yeah. do that no so empathy actually does work in very strange way i would say once you get to know yeah. that what you are doing once you get aware hmm. of your own doings and wrong doings hmm. you get to like not walk on that tight rope because you consciously start to do things that you would be you know sometimes pick pinpointed yeah. or about yeah yeah nice i actually for the listeners here i wanted to say that um from whatever little time that i i have known vani we have uh, been colleagues at a place that we work at and from what i have understood is um she always has her head over her shoulders and i just wanted to ask you that that having to have your personal struggles also i think i'm sure all of us go through some degree of personal struggles but i don't uh, first of all i wouldn't want to compare that with anybody else and everyone has their own yeah and sometimes um i feel that i have lesser personal struggles than a lot of people around me but understanding your story right now and from what you have said so far um keeping that in mind and continuing to keep your head over your shoulders and engaging in constant interactions of how you progress on an everyday basis like how do you do that that's like something that is creditable and very very inspiring i must say yeah um i would honestly give all the credit to the small tribe of mine that i have to okay. 
help me stay sane <laughs> make me look that I have all my shit together yeah. all the time yeah. but um, my sister most of all okay. has been that person for me um, I as I said earlier I'm a big pop culture person and content person so yeah. I'm quoting Grey's Anatomy directly when I say she is my person okay. she <laughs> lets me have that space to you know feel all my feelings yeah. or as the new generation would say let me be um, cry vent abuse just some, do whatever just you want do yeah. whatever I want to do in that yeah. moment of time Right. And then after it is over, after after it is, it's out of my system. Yeah. It's game time. Okay. Now what do you want to do? Let's make a plan now. So, right. So then, from what I gather from this is, you will not spend too much time overthinking about one particular thing. Like if you wanted to went out, you went out, and then that's pushed aside. Yes. So what happens, and what I have understood from people around me as well, sometimes happens with me mm-hmm. too. that you just um kind of waste a lot of time in just that first phase of this thing where you don't know how much is enough to vent you will continue to vent you'll continue to howl about your struggles and it will continue for a longer time and it's time to move on but you don't know when to move on and so you're just stuck there and then sometimes for people those hours can turn into days as well yeah yeah so what can you what do you think you do differently where you no when is the time to like boom step out move on i yeah as you said it's it's always different for each individual it's different for mm-hmm. me it's different for you it has been different for my sister it has been different for so many people around us but something that has clicked with me i uh, i was not the same person as i am today dealing with things okay i used to over obsess overly obsessed with things not working out or mm. something going so wrong with me even though i've given my 200% you thinking that something is going to go awfully wrong or it used to both okay i am not lying both of it okay and just recently like when i was wrapping up my finals it's mm. just like a month ago literally a month ago in yeah. uh, december early first week of december um I had my years of work go vanish in an hour because of a software crashing. Oh and God. that is the worst thing for any person, designer or not. Or not, yeah. It's your life's worth work of a year. Of a year. And if you don't do this, you're going to fail and, and what's then, and, yeah, and that's a whole endless, domino yeah. effect yeah. happening. So that was so devastating i had a breakdown i had like a sugar crash and then i had a sugar high and everything was just back out of it mm-hmm. i called my parents up i had my sister on call and i started crying and everything and after 3 hours it was out of my system because i knew i was wasting time after just wow, crying dude. over it So I took a break. I slept. I woke up and I made a plan. What I need to do now hmm. is get everything from my backup. Hmm. Build what I was about to build and submit. Hmm. 
and get done with it so this particular i would say instinct of mine has been years of work in progress and it's still in progress so even now when i don't have like recruiters reaching out to me or i don't get a job that i would really wanted to work with i do give myself like a day hmm. couple of days how much ever i want i'll take that time to myself hmm. i'll binge watch something i'll binge watch an old show a new show i'll read a book i'll go out on a walk in the city yeah but then that's it that's it it's time to move it's ahead it's time to move ahead yeah. because there comes a point where i think okay i have now stopped thinking about it hmm. there comes that overwhelming sense of instincts just kicking in saying that okay you hmm. did this now what 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 are you going to do now yeah, what what's your now? next move yeah. now yeah. you need to think of it it's right. time yeah so it comes with a great price hmm. all of those years in your past experiences everything but it there comes a time in your life when you start cultivating this instinct okay. hmm. so i would say it's it's going to be different for everyone but everyone's time to reach that is also going to be different it's also going to be different hmm. their experiences are going to be different i won't say that mine have been the worst than people no people yeah, have worse, worse than me yeah but this was something someone also shared with me recently saying that you know you owe yourself that grieving time right. if things are not working out for you take that time it's okay to have that time yeah but then you get back up and you go back yeah. at it again yeah very cool very very cool that's what so you still have that presence of mind that even if when you are Uh, sucked in by a like a bad situation, mm-hmm. and then you know that you want to like get it all out of your system. Even then, it requires some kind of like a presence of mind to be aware that now you are letting go of that hard feeling that you had, and now it's time to move on. So that people often struggle with being present in that particular thing. So were you aware of this? That this is what is keeping you. the presence factor is keeping you uh, rooted to or helping you assist like assist you to like move ahead did you see it like that or like what was your I, or it is a natural thing that you have learned over time that is i think it naturally just comes to me i am not bragging this yeah. but i always think that this is like my fighter survival instinct instinct yeah that always kicks, kicks in. in yeah i I am a sucker like that. Like hmm. I, you kick me down, but like Captain America, I can do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back yeah. up yeah. and I'll I'll have my hands back in the position and I'm like, yeah. okay, let's do yeah. this again. Bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. I won't say the same when it comes to like ice skating or adventurous <laughs> athletics yeah. and stuff, but. Yeah, put me in any other situation. It's not a challenge to universe right now, but hmm. yes, uh, any other situation come might be. Hmm. Um, my fighter instinct just kicks in. So after giving myself that brief moment of seconds, hours, days, hmm. 
I'm just back at it again. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. All right. So I just wanted to um, ask you about see some of the very inspirational books that I have, and I usually read on my Kindle. Um, is like the power of now. Um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck oh, is yes. a beautiful Mark Manson. Too beautiful good. Book. Yes. And then he his new book is another book. New as in I haven't read it. Hmm. But the next it's like a sequel to. Um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. So, mm-hmm. I think it's called everything is fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I'm kind re- of kind of wearing lives. Yeah. So I'm reading that right now, and I yeah. love his language, and it's so casual and so so like Gen Z or millennial, you can say. So very easy to consume. Okay. And uh, on this podcast, we often have listeners who are more or less of our age or uh, somewhere between the twenty to thirty category, and. It doesn't. The age also doesn't matter. Sometimes people with a lot of experience and age also don't have a way to communicate their emotion or what they're feeling and what they're going through. So when they see like two very basic, normal people like us <laughs> talk about these things, and if they have a chance to listen to something like this, then they relate and they feel better about themselves because then they realize that certain things that were actually playing in their mind and they couldn't articulate them, we are doing that. So. Even if this podcast, the whole aim of this podcast is, even if it reaches like one person and benefits one person, and it's a great, great, great success because oftentimes they have actually made an effort to reach out to me on social media, which is like, which is like so cool. I'm like, listen, I'm just like a normal person, like you. Yeah, relax, man. Yeah, but, but that's. I but think I that's the biggest reward. I swear, it was so overwhelming initially yes. when I used to get that, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So coming to you, <laughs> you are the guest. You yeah, coming to you. Um, I have I like I read a lot. It's an obsession. I have had gotten into fights with my mother <laughs> for not reading books some days in my childhood <laughs> because of course like you had school, you had uh, some extra curriculum, extra curriculum yeah. and everything, and I was yeah. like. <laughs> no, I need to finish this. So okay. yeah, but coming back to your question, yes, one of those books for me that I have had a chance to read recently, I would say recently would be Pandemic. Okay. Was um, Phil Knight's Shoe Dog. It's called Shoe Dog. Yes. Okay. It's uh, the autobiography of Nike's creator. Phil Knight. Oh, nice. And so, creator as in he's a creative director or he's the one who founded he, Nike? He's oh. the one who made Nike, Nike. Nike, okay. So, he designed the shoe, the whole business, the legacy that Nike has, has right now. Yeah. And um, one of the biggest things that book taught me is to be the disruptor of change. Oh, yeah. I already like the sound of that. Yes. And uh, it, I found this book at a time when I was the most vulnerable at my lowest of the lows in my life. Okay. Um, I had had a very bad health um, emergency. Mm-hmm. I would term that as an emergency. I was flying back home to India from San Francisco, taking a break mm-hmm. for a semester, and then coming back. 
for finishing grad school grad and everything school. like that. Mm-hmm. And that was like 2019, September, October 2019. Oh, okay. So I had packed up all of my things, kept it in a storage near my sister's place. Yeah. And then I took a flight uh, back home from J- uh, to home from JFK. Okay. And I was like, I just need a book to read okay, for my uh, flight. Flight. Because it's gonna be a long flight back home. Yeah. Um, so I f- got this book and I started reading. And by the time I reached Ahmedabad from JFK, mm. I had finished the book. Oh wow. <laughs> but the next couple of months, it sat with me. I gave myself the time to process what had happened with me in the previous year. Mm. previous part of the year what am I doing right now and what I'm going to do next Okay. and something that he has done with finding Nike and creating what the legacy it stands for do it just, just do, do it, it. Yeah. oh that, yes and now oh yes, yes. now it adds up together yes. It's yes. it's a must wow. read for everyone, I would say, because I'm getting it tonight. Yeah. I'm getting it. I'll I'll happily lend you my copy. Oh, you have a physical I, copy? I have oh, yeah, because you borrowed on the flight. <laughs> yes. Oh God, yes. So please do. Yes. Um, I think that got me through the almost the whole of 2020. Mm-hmm. And that also solidified in a lot of my um, knee-taking opportunities to get Mm. back to where I was, to where I wanted to be next chapter of my life. Mm -hmm. And I also talked about this in one of my classes in the US design program Mm. when we were learning about the um, hook model. Oh, the hook one. I just just completed that book. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, for people who don't know, the hook model is about... How you get hooked on to... Products. Or any product. Yeah, digital or otherwise. Digital or otherwise. Yes. And everyone in my class was doing some or the other product that has been a success. Right, okay. But I chose to share Nike as a failure. Oh nice. At that first. is also gutsy. Yeah. That. See that is why that is why yeah. I wanted to speak to you. I so, like the unconventional approach. I do I'm sorry, sidebar, but I do this a lot of times in my life and I get I get like called upon it hmm. many times by people and it sometimes comes across from from, from the, their side as this guy is stupid, doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, or you but, come off it as like, oh he thinks he knows everything. Yeah, she it, thinks she knows everything. Yeah. But turns out that all those risks that I have taken in those small increments have always like catapulted me into a larger progress yes. step exactly. rather than smaller steps. But yeah, it's a big risk. But it's not everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's it's easy to like interesting because Nike, as Phil describes, has always been this force of change to bring in new things, to bring in things that everyone can use. Mm -hmm. So Nikes were not just made for athletes. They were not made for runners. They were not made just for track athletes. Their motto and vision and mission still is 
it's for everyone who wants to run okay so that's how their drive for innovation kicks in right. and that okay. was something that hit me like a truck when i read about it and i knew that whenever there would be a point where i would have to share something about you know what was one thing that inspired you or inspires you i would remember this this page and this part of the book where it shares like you know they are the disruptors for change and innovation wow and it's interesting a lot of people don't know that you know apple watch was mm. actually nike's fuse band yeah nike came up with the idea to make this band which is tracking your which movements which keeps track of okay fine so they came up with the idea to put it uh, on your not on your wrist but on your ankle okay and it would track everything okay but what they failed to do was proper user testing and oh, market okay. research okay and they just had this uh, launched okay. with a couple of you know drive throughs okay dry runs yeah So what Apple did was they took the idea, they took the technology that Nike brought in, yeah, and they had their own minds to it, and that's how Apple Watch came into existence. And that is why it's exclusively with Nike's running app and club. That was the first Apple oh, yes, Watch. Oh yes, that. Oh okay, okay, I get it. Because I used to have that app on the phone, but Nike running yeah, club running, is running, like yeah. like that exclusive club. And you feel, you feel like, oh, anyway wow. you feel like wow about yeah. it. That's, that's <laughs> so, the reason I downloaded it. But yeah, I never really kind of used it. I never got to using it. Yeah, yeah. so that was one of the um, examples that I used when we were talking about how a product has succeeded or failed to hmm. hook the masses. So what Nike failed to do was proper research and marketing and getting people hooked onto it. Right. But it had the innovation. It had the idea. Right. And now when you see around you, more than eighty percent of the masses are back using Apple Watch. Yes. Yes, for sure. And not only just here, but back in India as well. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That that's pretty crazy, but I'm surely getting that book from you. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of reading from university, but I you can see think like a monk is sitting by the bedside. So I also indulge in that kind of yeah. Anyway, but uh, coming to this, um, something to learn and what what I understood what I understood from uh, this particular book also and what reminds me now. Is have you do you know Virgil Abloh? Yeah. Off white, the creator mm-hmm. of Off White, right? He was somebody who was super inspiring. Now, now you know what has happened that Virgil Abloh once he became the creative head of Louis Vuitton, and somewhere when Louis Vuitton was a luxury uh, market segment, it still is for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not in terms of. Um, it was nearing to more like classic pieces and people would not opt for it in terms of seasons though they would have their shows in every season and come up with new concepts it was not a seasonal purchase it was something like a classic keeper mm. that you had to take but once virgil abloh was appointed as the creative head of louis vuitton after that they have uh, uh louis vuitton um lvmh which is the 
Bernard Arnold, who is the head of that, has managed to bring LVMH to being the fourth largest, uh, richest. Bernard Arnold was the fourth richest man in the world mm. at one point, or is I think still. I have no idea, no but idea. was at least in 2022. Yeah. And a lot of credit actually goes to Virgil Abloh for doing that, and from what he created with Off White as well. It is so inspiring. It is so inspiring. You, so he, I have heard all of his commencement speeches at, at Stanford, all of that. But I'm, I just love his ease of how he approaches creativity. And there is no border that can contain the medium in which he operates. Yep. He can, and he always says that. I, I'm, I'm still yet to find a nice book um, that Virgil has written or like I don't know I'll have to probably <clears throat> dive deep and research about it or look at his research papers if he has written any or someone else has written about him but one thing he would always say in, in, in one of these uh, one of these speeches is that when you get an idea please make sure that you have like a pen and paper or your phone ready with you because you can just scribble that idea and you might because you might not remember and you're not supposed to remember the thing is when you when you have an idea and you write it down it's out of your head and you know it's in a safe space that you can revisit yep. and then your mind is again clear enough and only when your mind is completely clear enough is when you can stumble upon another idea by chance as well yeah. right and so he would say that and all he would say that once you get the idea don't think of the solution in terms of only one medium it can go multimedium in, in multimedia in the sense um, how can I give this example? He was talking about um, how he could. He was designing a couch, I think, at one point for Louis Vuitton, and everyone chooses materials such as um, uh, your all of your soft furnishings and that kind of stuff, right? But he went completely crazy about this. He got, I think, it is a a side piece of a trailer a truck like how it looks like a corrugated sheet yeah. like that material and he took that and softened its edges and that created like the base plank for the couch and stuff like that and this we're talking about Louis Vuitton where it's selling for thousands of dollars yeah but to create that masterpiece and try to think across medium is what Virgil Abloh is also known for and at one point where I was um, not feeling creative enough and not motivated enough in terms of um, exploring these possibilities um, I actually happened by chance to look at one of his speeches where he mentioned this thing and since that day I what I do is however small the idea is and however stupid it might sound I it will down. write it down yes so that I don't forget <laughs> it's, so, it's kind of like your ideas notebook yeah and you might not do anything with it honestly yeah. okay but it's a good idea it's a good solution for something and something might crop up in the future but you have a repository of ideas already yep. with you it's like an index which you will go back and refer to and that one idea might branch out into several other ideas Definitely, and it's a yeah. endless chain it, it kind of uh, I would first say that you know I am not that um, what is the correct word here <laughs> <laughs> I'm not uh, great in- Okay. in sync with uh, Virgil Abloh's work okay. but I have always been a big fan of creative people who bring in so many people and masses and big 
celebrity figures who are at their pinnacle of success yeah. who want to make a change yeah and they want to be part of that change yeah in the world and right. virgil was that person yes for sure and somehow I, he could bring all of these people together which yeah, is yeah, very surprising for me across f1 to your pop stars to the he Sean had them White all to yeah. to to an olympic gold medalist yes he had them all everyone was part of his movement yeah. and it was so crazy to see that unfold that louis vuitton was just not a brand name anymore yeah. it was the force of change yes and everyone got to be a part of it and it was not just like getting that louis vuitton bag on your hand yeah. or getting that suitcase and spotting that suitcase with your favorite celebrity yeah it was seeing an off white um bag yeah or just the socks yeah or the jacket i know as a student honestly i can just afford like the off white belt that well, i found a saving for that, like countless yeah. days <laughs> but it was but, it was it so good to see that he had brought masses yeah and it's such a symbol of representation right it is yeah it is big for what all these products stand for because after you as a designer or a creative person understand the process of how we could formulate something like that and bring it out into a physical tangible product i think that is incredible and i think that is why we pay what we pay yep. for these kind of things and that that also brings me to the part where this is also one of the reasons why i respect the hell out of any creative person it may be a you know a healthcare professional who taught me to just color to be in the yeah. space be in the moment and give myself space yeah. but that was their creative solution to my problem yeah so i feel like it's not just if you have a degree you are a creative person or yeah. if you have the skill you are a creative person when you are trying to help someone hmm. with a solution or a you know way hmm. technique hmm. to take their mind off of something that is bothering them or something that is not working out for them hmm. that for me is a creative solution being part of a creative process okay hmm. you help someone today hmm. you are an artist in my eyes you are an artist because you help someone go through that rough patch not yeah. alone not with their own thoughts yeah which gets a lot scarier in a very quick time yeah but that seeing is beautiful that, yeah yeah to see yeah seeing that and then seeing all of these people create that space that medium across the medium you asked me like you said yeah. how he thinks across medium yes yeah this is also some of the things that i have noticed with you know um speaking of apple lewis yeah he thinks across medium yeah that he is a human being that i sometimes wonder what can he not do <laughs> where can he not think, think. that he will fit yeah. because representation yeah. winning mindset Um, yeah. fashion yeah. music philosophy philanthropy everything, everything. i swear everything. he is he's yeah. there he is making that constant effort to yeah. make sure that the future generations don't have to go through the same things as he did yeah and that matters yeah that's 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 
that's his legacy and that's something that we all should also learn about when i said like okay you helping someone yeah is an art it's an art yeah that is that is good that is crazy <laughs> stuff yeah and you know what today very um, funnily with the place that i work where you also used mm. to work at one point <laughs> uh today morning it was not as busy yeah. and i got to talking with one of the colleagues and we were talking about suddenly we started talking about some deep stuff and um what we touched upon is this is what stats say and which has somehow it has stayed with me this fact i don't even know why i remember it but i remember it is that right now uh at least when i can talk about india we have 40% of youth population which is between 20 years of old to 30 years of old age and we are um, this is the highest youth population that is there across the planet i think number 2 is either the uk or one other country in the european union i don't know which stands at anywhere between 24 to 25 or 23 to 24 or one of that which means we clearly have a larger number of uh, population which is into this age category now what now why is that interesting that is interesting because we are slowly going to come this age group is going to grow old into the 30s and the 40s and imagine that being the dominant population across planet of the 30s and the 40s so we will be taking up important positions in say political uh situations in like being politicians or being the thought makers or decision makers of tomorrow the thought leaders of tomorrow and we have that it's kind of a responsibility but it is also a blessing yeah because i feel that now we because probably something like this happened around 150 years ago i think census will say mm-hmm. that starts on the internet once we look up uh but yeah it's happening after a long time and i think we are part of the change or we like it or not and so tomorrow growing up from here and then going back maybe if whoever wants to but whatever it is we'll be the decision makers of tomorrow and so that excites me to some another level because it is a responsibility yeah it's a very big responsibility and and then we slowly touched upon subjects like upbringing and how much of that has an impact on what and how the people are are shaped in their lives so can you shed some light on what you think about upbringing and how is it do you think it is important and how 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 does that fit into how you have also been such a steel mind hmm. now and you say that that it came through experience but somewhere i feel this upbringing is a learning lesson which is not officially taught yeah. to the child it is just what you imbibe slowly being in that environment and observing hmm. those qualities from your elders and i think that's a big blessing i i have given this a lot of thought even thinking of like some years in the future we will be the you know the disruptors of change yes disruptors of change yes. that is what it is yes <laughs> it, it's Computers, a big yes. it's a big responsibility even if you are not holding that position in the office hmm. but you are going to be the person responsible for even like sparking the conversation yeah right but 
and speaking of upbringing and how that shapes up the future minds or yeah. current, current scenarios yes. of regeneration i agree i agree to the core that upbringing has a big effect in shaping up a person's small identity or a part of their identity hmm. of their mindset of how they perceive things how they are under pressure hmm. i credit my parents for everything that i am today yeah for giving me that space to be myself hmm. to not let you know societal pressure play a role in my identity yeah. so they have been and they still are mm-hmm. uh you know a factor mm-hmm. in my decisions and i would say upbringing does not stop once you turn 18 and you leave or you okay, leave away that's house. a nice one mm-hmm. it does not you then start to understand independently start forming your opinions your yeah. views your perceptions yeah and you have a scuffle with them hmm. after with after holding your opinions you will have a almost heated debate with your parents <laughs> why they are not seeing the yeah. world as you are yeah but then comes the next part which is the adaptation hmm. adoption i would say hmm. adoption of those opinions or adapting to the new set of scenarios they are thrown into you are thrown into or together you guys are thrown into mm-hmm. so that is something that i have learned during pandemic when i moved okay. back with my parents for a year and i was very happy with my independent lifestyle i was leading back on the west coast living yeah. by myself i had my own set of rules that i would follow my yeah. own lifestyle routines and everything yeah but now you are thrown into a pressure cooker mm-hmm. where you are back in your hometown yeah in your parents house yeah where you have to follow their rules their rules yeah their lifestyle their routines their habits yeah and a week or so after we were like this is not working this is not working <laughs> this is not working mm-hmm. so my parents were like okay let's do one thing we are going to see this as you know a trial period where we are going out for a vacation and we don't have rooms to ourselves we live in yeah we are living together, yeah, together. Yeah. right yeah. so we are going to respect each other's spaces we yeah. have to respect the common spaces and yeah. we'll spend time together yeah but that is it you don't get to lecture me on my opinions yeah and political views or your political views yeah i don't get to do the same, the same. with you yeah and i was like i was first skeptical about it and i was i always still joke about it saying that you know i had two new roommates during <laughs> the pandemic yeah was it <laughs> but uh, it did make me understand this mm. that they were adapting to my lifestyle to my routines they were respecting it wow that's a whole different yeah they were not yeah. making me do things comply to things yeah so 
so that's why i said that you know upbringing never stops once you turn 18 or once you get out of the house it's then comes the next chapter which is like oh now you have this new set of rules yeah. what are you going to do now that so, is good to know this can actually go into a completely new tangent and we can have a whole conversation <laughs> yeah, about this definitely. as well because this is such a real thing it's such a basic real thing that many of us are facing hmm. not me in particular but a lot of friends who have been moving around and for jobs or like even within india yeah and when they make that shift and when they come back home actually i faced it when i was in hostel for 5 years hmm. uh, in my undergrad and i'm pretty moved. sure And you, I'm you, back you home. Back I was like, once again, what's happening? <laughs> so yeah, I can totally get it. Like I understand that. But that is also such a good takeaway from this conversation for somebody who might be feeling all sorts of things about how they would adjust when they go back home. Or, or a change in environment. Yeah, just change in environment. Just to say, Not like you home, now yeah. are moving to a different city for a new job, and you are going to have new roommates, new set of friends, new workplace friends. Yeah. You just need to adapt. Give need them adapt. the space. Give yourself the Not space. Not being so uptight and just yes. flow and adapt. Yep. Easier said than done, for Easier, sure. Of yeah. course, it yeah. is. But I think that's what something. which will you know unite all the generations and there won't be a generation gap per se that is so cool if you if you can have a boomer a millennial and a gen z together in yeah. a close quarter staying together oh yes and you can make them see that okay it's not that you are wrong you are just right in your own way Yeah. And I don't want to support that way because I am right in my own way. Yeah. And that's it. You don't need to force your assumptions and your opinions and perceptions on me. Right. You can give me that advice that okay this is good for you. Yeah. And this is bad for you. Yeah. But it's my choice. Yeah. You cannot take away a person's choice. The moment you do that, hmm. it's game over. then you are just setting up yourself for then a quarrel yes. yeah and you know what this brings me to this um i my biggest one of my very strongest forces of inspiration is uh, riana i am a massive riana <laughs> yes. fan and yesterday she was on super bowl half time she performed after 7 years and uh, she was pregnant and on top of that so it is like insane anyway her achievements are insane but she had said once and i think naacp awards i forgot what it is uh, what the abbreviation stands for but she was awarded for her contribution in terms of her charity mm-hmm. which is the clara lionel foundation which is actually clara and lionel are her grandparents and she named it after them and uh, she has started this charitable like foundation when she was not even popular i mean she had just started making music so she was not making en- enough money and uh, like any other creative professional staying in new york paying heavy rents and doing all of that just starting their journey just starting their journey don't know where it's going to go and especially it's not something that is behind a desk kind of a job where yep. some kind of surety or assurance is there in terms of your uh, income but this is something like if it clicks it clicks and with keeping all of the struggles in mind she started you won't believe she started the clara lionel foundation back that time 
and she would tell her mother looking at the screen when she would they would show advertisements about how unicef is helping uh, young children back in africa or stuff like that she would look at her mom and say that how many cents if i save then then i can feed all the yeah. hungry children mm-hmm. in the world and she said that and her mother just didn't know what to say that why how come she is so mature at that age or like why is she having these kind of thoughts she should be focusing on her like a job her money mm-hmm. her life and and how how could she have these thoughts i also come from some place like that where i would want to begin um an organization that supports my everyone's cause and everyone feels differently for different things yeah for me it is about uh, people who go missing it can be in terms of uh, like the horrible earthquake that has happened right now in turkey and or it could just be some any missing individuals from a normal city and a city life because the families and the friends of these people you are always left in a state of ambiguity and confusion when you if you hear bad news from that situation you can either deal with it i mean you will at least start closure. dealing with there's a closure you yes. start dealing with it or if you hear the good news you are anyway happy that you have been reunited with that person but when you have that ambiguity period and that just prolongs for a very long time that is the most scariest time for the family and the friends and i feel i want to build like a like a not say an um a non-profit organization but it could be um something a small organization which can have uh, facilities which will involve psychologists or um, all kinds of mental and physical caregivers to assist these needs and get these people out of ambiguity but now i am at the age of 28 and i am doing my masters program over here and i have no money i'm just meeting ends by doing this part time gig i'm like when do i begin and what do i do right how do i start that is my number one thing and my number two thing is to have people who are less fortunate than us they also want to sit with you they also want to have the same things that you have and you might also feel less fortunate when you compare yourself with people who are more privileged than you yep. right and you would also say that maybe i will get that car or maybe i am going to sit in that balcony on that tower and that house and then overlook the whole city scape and have my tea okay yeah. so you will you will also want to do this it's a natural human tendency yep. to expand your horizons your mind your ambition and i just want to give that from whatever little holding that we have in social standing in right now as students and you now being a design professional and wherever we stand we have people that we see who are less fortunate than us how will we create a platform to kind of help them be a part of what we experience and it could be cultures it could be food it could be music it could be fun it could be anything and how to make them feel not an outsider is something that i am working on currently so when now when i talk about you uh what do you think is your somewhere do you feel that you want to have you want to give do you want to give in life do you want to like provide for certain things so what is that cause for you if there is any Or maybe when you, whenever you have yeah. the or uh, resources to do so, I would love to know. Like, I absolutely love this um, thing that you want to embark on. 
whenever you do i would love to be a part of it hmm. and honestly it's it's like very very i won't say noble and tarnish it but it's very human to do so and i would i would love if every one of us would have that kind of drive in us to not just like take but to also give give yeah right it can be anything it can be love it can be experience yeah. it can be helping out someone figure out things yeah helping with moving across cities yes, or anything, anything 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 yes and that's again also something that my family will take credit for i will give them that credit hmm. that's a correct way to say hmm. um i come from a big big middle class family okay so we are a big bustling Twenty people, <laughs> people in the family, okay. a big Gujju family. Yeah. So every time a smallest of the small thing would be happening for me, like winning a quiz competition at school, hmm. or one of my cousins winning a race, race. a track team track. race, okay. or something or the other. Yeah. My. grandparents both of my grandparents i lost i never met my grandfather on my mother's side okay but my grandmother who uh, we call ina okay. so she was a teacher a school principal and an educator for almost all of her life okay wow but she taught me something which i value still hmm. which is to you know just have patience hmm. listen to the person and then you know give whatever they need in terms of helping them with the capacity of uh you know understanding okay so yeah. it's not just like i am giving you a learning lesson no no yeah i'm sitting here I'm listening to whatever you want or you went through or you have want to have. Yeah. And then I am giving you or I am helping you with the tools hmm. to figure out what you want to do. Nice. So, I used to always and also my father's side of grandparents that I have. Hmm. They were always big on, you know, helping people out giving love and just you know being happy in others happiness that was the biggest thing that i have seen and, and that I've is such a with. selfless thing and right? that is so selfless so selfless and yeah. even now when you have seen me at work yeah i always am at the forefront of you know okay let's figure out how, how we are going to do this yeah It's yes, not, I've seen that. That's yeah. what, yeah. And that is something I have grown up with. Hmm. Seeing my uh, family do that on a very uh, like everyday basis. It's yeah. not even just family. It is just second it's nature. That's how they. And it's yeah. a second nature to yeah. me now. Yeah. So even now, when I am, you know, sitting with um, juniors from school, yeah, or even my friends, or even my sister, or anyone, and mm-hmm. I ask them, like, okay, you know. How can I help? How can yeah. I be of help? What do you want? What do you want? Yeah. How can we do this together? Yeah. And 
and then it clicks for them and i haven't even said anything so <laughs> yeah. that is my biggest reward when that i is, see that that is that is such a strength no that, yeah. that is a big when i see big. that math brain map happening for them for them yeah and they click wow. and figure out things i'm like yes you I, did it I, yeah I, you did it no you did you, it yeah i did not you just you said yeah i don't know how but you said the ball rolling for them yeah at that time yeah so always when someone asks me like okay you did this how can i ever yeah. repay you and i'm like no just you know yeah you did this we we got this but you did you this, did this yeah. so that's also something that uh, me and my sister always mm. say to each other you know like you got this duani or like i call her koshu but okay. i always say that you know <laughs> we got this koshu you got yeah. this we did this so nice Yeah. Lovely. So I think we have come more or less to the end of this conversation, but I think we kind of unpacked quite a bit of uh, stuff yeah. here today. I would say yeah. it. It's just a conversation with friends. It is. It is. It's, it's so. It's a chill conversation actually yeah. with friends. <laughs> That's a. It can get a little intense here and there, but then it's fine. It's completely yeah. like yeah. It has a ripple effect, honestly, and people sometimes revisit. You know what? I'll tell you the truth. I sometimes revisit my own conversations, mm-hmm. and which is like just not being a narcissist, but it is. <laughs> it is sometimes that I forget fundamentals of what I have spoken about, because certain things that I have spoken about previously on this podcast is about empathy, forgiveness, yep. ego, and love, and like these kind of topics. And sometimes I need that fodder. For myself, yeah. And so I go back to my own conversations, even if they are like three and four minutes conversations. They kind of work out. That's a whole different genre of that's, making podcasts. I think. That's yeah. your space. You're giving yourself that space. Yeah. This is literally like my second conversation that I'm having with a guest over, because I started one only like yeah last month. I think I did one. Oh no, I think in December. You did one in December. I with think your friend. with my friend. Yes, and that was also. That was a beautiful opening to the yep. whole thing because she is also like a super super motivating person in my life, and now you and now you are also here. So then I think from here on we will have a lot of guests coming over because sometimes then uh, the pressure builds up for me to articulate everything in that time frame if I have to talk about certain subjects. But yeah. now that if you are here and we are kind of like bouncing off ideas of mm-hmm. each other, that brings a lot of. Uh, Subject to light, which I which I enjoy, and I enjoy talking. That's it. I enjoy talking. Oh hi, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. You have so any much. last words for some people who are going to listen to this, or just like leave them with something to ponder upon, or what is it that you can throw at them at this point? I would really, I would just want to reiterate what we talked in the last. Couple of minutes about you know giving and sharing. Yeah, okay. So, in any capacity whatsoever, whenever you can, just you know, try to be the person who gives someone else the space to be themselves. It can be just like helping out a friend. or you know helping out their parents or even a stranger mm-hmm. the most honest and the most clarity you can get in your life is through strangers that is wow 
So even if you are seeing, you know, you don't know what the other person is going through. Because you have absolutely no idea where they come from. What? Even yeah, you even know. with your friends and your siblings and your family and your parents, you don't know what they are going through yeah. because humans are that yeah. creatures. Yeah. You cannot be a hundred percent honest all the time about what you are feeling and yeah. what you are going through. Yeah. Because the first thing that comes to your mind is you won't get it. Yeah. You have not been through it. You won't get you it. So I'm not going to even bother to bother to tell you everything in detail. Yeah. So just be there, mm. and you know, let them be with you. Let them be themselves, yeah. and that is honestly the best thing you can do for someone to let themselves be just, be just the way the they are. Yeah. Wow. If yeah. they want to listen to, you know. Taylor Swift for a very <laughs> long time. Let them be. <laughs> yeah, let or if them they, be. Or if they want to see Super Bowl for yeah. the day, let them be. Yeah. And just be there. Yeah. That is the most amazing thing you can do as human beings who are like social craving animals. <laughs> so I'll say that is the biggest thing I want people to take away from this conversation that we had. Yeah. Is to give. people the space to be themselves wow thank you so much thank you Vani. for having me it was a lovely lovely conversation and we shall catch up on something we can see the response from this podcast also and kind of uh, gauge where we are or uh, venturing what kind of things that we need to test um and figure out things of how we can move this conversation to be more impactful and uh, how it can we can we can target like a smaller area as well and then dive deep into that that sure, can also because yeah. this is more like understanding you and understanding perspectives mm-hmm. and then once we kind of find the niche of where we want to like proceed on a particular subject then we can dive deep Definitely. and that can also be amazing All right. So thank you guys for having this time and taking this time out uh to listen to me again. But uh and I have been off with um just with all everything being busy around me what to do grad student can't help it. Laura's also ladies Advani <laughs> might agree. But um sure to bring you more content next Wednesday. So stay tuned. Share this podcast with whoever you want. listen to it as much as you want because i promise you each time you will listen to this you are going to take away something different and you're going to see something that you didn't see before so guys thank you for tuning in and i really really from the bottom of my heart appreciate the time that you have taken out to give this a listen all right guys see you bye bye